Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. I want to give you, as I said in in part one, I want to give you five scriptures that, that the Lord laid in my spirit this morning. The first one is Philippians, Philippians chapter three, verse 12 through 14. I'm not, I'm going to try not to hold you on too long, but it's Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. And what the scripture says is about pressing toward the goal, because I keep seeing this for 2020. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. See, that means you, you, this stuff was already already positioned for you. See, we can't walk into the position and the prosperity of our lives because we're holding on to the past. So if this is already laid hold on me, from Christ Jesus. Then verse 13 said, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing. See, we, we don't have to have all this, this es- escalated knowledge. We can just apprehend and comprehend one thing. I do. And this is what Paul writes. Forgetting those things which are behind. Mm. I hope somebody get this. Forgetting those things which are behind. And verse 14 said, I press. If you press up against your wall, that means you're trying to exercise. You put some pressure. You put some push to it. I press toward the goal of the prize of the calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, if you pressing and, and, and exerting energy, that's what you should be exerting energy on. Pressing toward the goal of the prize. And not exerting energy running around the world. Tearing down. Because all those things I named in part one. All that damage. Shame. Abandonment. Denial. All, only thing that does. It just stagnates us from being able to press toward I'm telling you, it stagnates you from pressing toward a goal of a prize. You can't keep your eye on the prize through Christ Jesus and God when you're giving so much energy that you could be giving to God to elevate you, but you're giving that energy to what done happened to you that you cannot undo. You cannot change. It's like that serenity prayer. I remember years ago when I was praying that prayer one time and I searched the Bible and I didn't see it in there. (laughs) <laughs> but it's still a good words to say. Lord, help me to accept the things I cannot change. So I sat there like I usually do when I ponder something. I said, well, God, what can I not change? He said, well, think about the stuff you can change. Jeffrey. What can you change? That's what God taught me. I said, well, I can change my clothes. I can change my, my diet. I can change the food I eat. I can change my house. I can change my car. I can change my career. I can change my bank. So God said, okay, well, is it, what else, what the only thing you think you cannot change? I said, well, God, now I can't change these people because if I could, I'd zap them. <laughs> God said, well, that's where you need your serenity of understanding. You can accept the things, the things equal people that you cannot change. 
And see, this is where our wisdom come in to give us these 2020 views and visions. When we really, baby, we can't change nobody. That's God's job. We pray for people to be delivered. But if we accept the things which are just only people, call everything else pretty much in the world, we can, we can change. Some well, some shape, some form, some fashion. The things we cannot change is people. And the wisdom to know the difference is to know just that. You'll be real wise when you stop trying to control people's situations and circumstances in their head. You'll become real wise. Because you, you can talk to them. You can go through counseling. You can go through therapy. You can go through whatever you want to go through. You can jump through some flames of hoop. But you still cannot change people. That's God's job. Amen. Amen. Okay, the second scripture is Micah 7, 8 through 19. Who is a God like unto thee? Who is God like unto you? That partneth iniquity and passes by transgressions of the remnants of his heritage. That's a question. Who is God like unto you? He partneth iniquity. And he passed by transgressions of the remnant of his heritage. See, our generation, our lineage, our heritage, we like to take ownership too much. All of us belong to God. We just have a descendant bloodline. But even people from my bloodline, they belong to God. Everybody belongs to God. The Bible says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything, everybody that dwells therein. We need to remove this stagnated mindset of trying to be ownership over people. We're not God, people. And if you think you're God, you're still a God of a living God that's bigger than you, who owns you. Amen? So it goes on to say, he retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy. So this is what the scripture is saying. If, if, if you like God, if, if you if you in his image, you like God, but you're not God. But if you're in his image, he said you are required to pardon iniquity and pass by the transgression of the remnant of the heritage and retain not your anger forever because you delight in the mercy of God. Then the Bible says in verse 19, he will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities and thou will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Oh, I got to put a little pen right there real quick. I got to say something about that. Now, if God, just think about this. I got another question for you to ask yourself. What and where do you think you would be right now if God did not cast your sins? Your sins. Don't go start thinking about nobody else's. Only if you can sit down and think of every stinking sin according to the knowledge you have of God that you have done as far back as you can remember. If God did not forgive you of those sins, how many blessings do you think you have? If God says that we are to carry and delight in mercy, then we're supposed to cast all sins into the depths of the sea. If he do it for us, 
And we both to have the same mind of him. And that's the next scripture we're going to get to. Philippians 3, 2. Philippians 2. Verse 3 through 7. Let nothing be done through strife or our vain glory, but in the lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself. See, so when you when you find people that try to esteem themselves better than you, see, I already know that's the ego. That's the big head them people have. I, I'm not trying to esteem myself, and I definitely don't walk in no vain glory because I take no credit. Everything I say, everything I do, it is not just drop down in my brain because I think I'm I'm smart. I think I'm a, I know the Bible. I think I know how to read and comprehend. No, 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 no. I don't have it twisted. I don't have vain glory. Everything I know that I execute to God be the glory. But it says, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than himself now how many people do that we talking about people who want to get this thing right now it's saying verse 4 look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others let this mind be in you which also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. How many people trying to get a reputation? And took upon him the form of a servant mm. and was made in the likeness of men. See, he didn't have to act like us and be like us. Because God had granted him with the power. Before he even predestined him here. But if, let me, let me, now I got another question. Okay, if the scripture says in verse 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So, if you can't, if God says, and in, in the mind of Christ Jesus says to forgive people, I'm going to hit you with something that. Well, you know what, I'm going to make this a statement. If you have not forgiven, you have not cast it in the sea of forgetfulness then you're not operating from a mind of Christ. So if you think you saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled, let me help you today. If you harboring and holding on to anything that you can't cast in the sea of forgetfulness, you don't have the mind of Christ. I just thought I'd throw that little tidbit out there. If you think that you save and sanctify the Holy Ghost for you. I'm just saying. If the Bible said, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. Well, Christ Jesus just said, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in the lowliness of mind. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So if we got the mind of Christ. Then we will have mercy. And we will have compassion. And we will cast people's sins that we fear they sins. Because again, they not, they not, they not sinning against us, they sin it against God. And we got the nerve to hold on to them. 
and think we got the mind of Christ. Ooh, let me move on to my other two scriptures. Ephesians 3, 19 through 20. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Let me help you now. This is where you finna move in your 2020 vision. Not unto him, now unto him. Let me go back to verse 19. And to know the love of Christ. Okay, that's the first step. To know the love of Christ. Yes, Jesus love you. Which pass knowledge. So it's no excuse. Everybody got a cell phone, pretty much even little babies from two on up. But people who have comprehension skills know how to go in there and get a Bible app and know the knowledge of Christ. So if you know the love of Christ, you must have some knowledge of Christ. And it said that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is how you get filled with the fullness of God. And then what, what verse 20 says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Isn't that amazing? The power that worketh in us. God has granted us people with power. Power to do things exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Me even doing this podcast, it blows my mind sometimes. But this is according to the power that God granted to work in us. Amen. And the very last scripture is Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if, for if, you know, that's a two letter word with a big meaning. For if you forgive men their trespasses. See, it didn't say they sins. It said they trespasses. Okay, let's let's let, let's just, just put a pin on that word real quick. You ever went to somebody's house and they in a sign say no trespassing? When you see those signs, what that mean right there? That means they have served you a notice that if you cross past this sign or on this property. They have a right. They have a right to hurt and harm you. Some people got hurt and harmed through their life. One, because they, they ignored the no trespassing sign that people had in their life. Some people tell you, don't bother me. I don't want to be entangled with you. Go back and learn the process. Some people get hurt and they feeling hurt because they, 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 they ignore the no trespassing sign. So when the Bible says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, that means when somebody come on your property that you ask not to come and they violated your request. See, that's what we're guilty of. People violating us. So when you was abandoned, when you was denied, when you was abused, when you was, when you was molested, when you was raped, people passed the trespassing sign and they violated you. When you was picked on, when you was bullied. Oh, God help me today. People trespassed against you. But what the scripture says in Matthew 6, 14 and 15, for if you forgive people their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. So the longer you hold on to something, <laughs> I guess your stuff with God don't go in the sea of forgetfulness. See, this thing is a, this, this, this thing is a process. We must let it go, people. 
We must let it go. And this has stagnated so many people, I'm telling you, from being successful and productive and prosperous. Because they still holding on to the trespasses somebody made against them. But they, but you want God to forgive you and cast your, your stuff in the sea of forgetfulness. And when you sin, you sin against God. But when you trespass, you trespass against people. And people trespass against you. But if they trespasses enter into the realm of sin, then it, it's, it, it, that's God's work. My God. Forgive. Forgive people their trespasses. Forgive men their trespasses. That, that your heavenly father will also forgive you. But it says in verse 15, but if. See, verse 14 it said, for if. But verse 15 it said, but if you forgive not mm, men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. I just want to share with you before the close of this podcast. We into a whole nother new decade that I, I remember thinking way ahead and and seeing these numbers in a vision and, and thinking that, wow, would the world even still be here in 2020? I thought that would be like a space age number when I was when I was back in the 1960s. Imagining, I thought 2000 would bring a change, but not really close to 2000. God, it came so quick, but to make it to 2020, it's very profound, people. And whether you believe, you got to admit that it's something, it's something about this number. Somehow, somewhere, you know, this, this, this number. Personally, you know, I find it strange or more than a coincidence to have a particular number like 2020 just, you know, just writing it. You know, we've been writing 1919 and we've been writing 2020, 2021, 22, 23, you know, count. But now we in the 2020. And 2020, you know, what I feel this number does it coming into our lives is that, it's, you know, we start to notice it more. You ever seen that, like somebody get a car, and all of a sudden when they get a car, when you get a car, I mean, you start noticing everybody else they got a car. This is amazing. You know, so what I want to just encourage you and tell you is to prepare for what is coming your way. And I mean prepare your spirit, your mind, your body. You know, trust God. Changes are about to enter your life. And you need to be prepared both mentally, spiritually, and physically. And these changes that are coming could be emotional or physical or spiritual. But whatever you have to face is going to teach you to become a better person this year. That's what 2020, this is the view and the vision, is to teach you to be a better person and a better human being, to learn from your lessons. That is behind you. See, if you notice this number and you don't decide to ignore it, see, don't, don't ignore it because if you ignore it, you might miss out on, on a great deal of wisdom 
And you're moving into a season how you can begin to trust. And I'm not talking about trusting people, but I'm tr talking about trusting the foundation of your relationship with God. That's going to be sent to you. And he's going to show you different things. This, this number 2020, when in your life right now, you would need, you, you, you would need to support and, and be backed up in the spirit realm. You know, we're moving into, I guess what the word I'm looking for, supernatural. Supernatural. The supernatural powers are going to help you overcome your fears. It's going to help you let go of that hurt, that pain. It's going to help you learn what you need to learn from your past to apply it in a good way in your presence. It's going to give you testimony and divine messages. Because see, I know because it's doing it with me already. So I'm telling you people, these divine supernatural forces that, that's in our view and our vision in 2020 will be right by us. That's them eyes. Every step of the way, God going to be watching you every step of the way. And he'll give you energy. He'll give you support. And he'll lead you to something extraordinary and highly necessary for your future. Not just for you, but for your children. Listen. Listen, people, to what I'm, I'm, I'm saying. And, and, and please pray. Pray about it. You don't, you don't have to go along with it, but just pray about it and see how the Lord leads your spirit to accept this advice and keep an open heart. See, because one thing about the Holy Spirit, it don't trick people. It don't lead you into something potentially bad. It, it don't trick you to, to go against what God has already written. So all I'm saying is this, and I'm bringing this message to a close. Accept this message and follow the divine path that God has placed for you. Before your mama met your daddy, I got to say this. I've been saying this a lot in 2019, 2018, 2017. But I'm telling you, all the hurt that you encountered, although it's, it's, it's real, it was necessary if you move in 2020 into your testimony and let your testimony help somebody overcome. See, all that potentially bad that you encountered, if you allow the supernatural power of God to move in the rings and the regions of your life, and you begin to start taking God's yoke and learning of him, you got to learn of them, people. We can't keep running away from learning of God. And one other thing that God told me that I need to say, too, is your vision's going to take you to get some set-aside time with God for God to usher in what he would want you to do. You know, me personally, I do me like three days shut off, and it may not be convenient for people. But when I used to work, I used to do them. Sometimes I had to incorporate my weekends. I had to incorporate my days off. And sometimes I would connect my days. Like if I had two weeks vacation, I'd take one day before Thanksgiving, one day after, one day before Christmas, one day after. But I had to find that intimate time. And this is where your vision is going to be birthed the greatest. It's going to be determined by the intimate time you spend with God. It is not coincident, and I know it's not by accident, that when I prayed about the name of my ministry, what did God say? I didn't come up with that name. God gave me that. Because he said, Alfreda, nothing ever in nobody's life 
can reach where they need to go in the predestined walk of their life if they don't have no knowledge and understanding of my word. It's important, people. We have to know the word of God. It's just as important as knowing the laws of the land. We need to know that when the right, the, the right, the light, blah, 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 excuse me, when the light is red, you need to know to stop. When the light is green, you need to know to go. It's a reason why you get a driver's book before you entangle in society. It's a reason why you get a driver's license to validate you have proven and shown society you're capable of being among us out there on the highway. It's a reason for different levels of license. Class C. And then different license for truck drivers. It's a reason and a logic. And there's a reason and a logic for knowing the laws of God. See, the Bible is just laws of God, people. And we can fill our mind with the cardinal laws. We know if somebody shoots somebody, we can, we can tell you every law. If you get on a fight, oh, what that is, that, 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 that's, that's assault and battery. You know, if you fight over a kid, what that is, you get that. People know all these cardinal laws, which is good. But then yet, they walk in a, either a futility of their thinking or ignorance when it comes to the law of God. The law of God is what's going to help keep your spirit in aligned. The law of the world is what helps keep structure and order in our world system. Can you imagine without traffic lights in that order how chaotic it'll be? And that's the way it is in your spiritual life. It's if your life is spiritually chaotic, your emotions. See, your emotions are your spirit. See, the Bible says you should know them by their fruits. And fruits are characteristic traits. So when you don't know how to have self-control and you just fly off and get mad about everything, you cry about everything, you can't communicate effectively. And when you still harboring and holding and when you still thinking like a child and you, you speak as a child, you cannot put away childish things and speak like a mature adult. You'll stop looking at yourself in the mirror. The last I, I encourage you to read 1 Corinthians 13 chapter. It teaches on love. But at the very, very bottom of that chapter 13, it said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. When, but when I became a grown man, I put away childish things. And begin, go back to the serenity prayer. What is things? People. Some people, we need to just shave off people. Sometimes there are seasons to connect, disconnect, and reconnect. And if you, if you, if people are distracting you from, from building your spiritual character, if people are distracting your view and your vision, it may be time to really disconnect them. Well, I encourage you to disconnect them. Because anything that obscures your vision, see, that means then the eye doctor a misread. If somebody's standing in front of that chart and you misread it, you might get some prescriptions or some eye drops that got side effects that you don't even need. But only because your vision was obscured. But if that person moved out the way, sometimes we just got to move some people out the way. And don't do it in a nasty way. See, because that's part of the fruits of your spirit. And the fruits of your spirit is in Galatians uh, chapter 5, I think it's uh, verse 22, 21 and 22. Your emotions 
or control by 1 Corinthians 13, which actually, when they give the description of love in 1 Corinthians 13, those words, descriptive words, are almost simultaneously exactly like the ones as the fruit of the Spirit. So when your emotions and your character, when you don't understand how to be kind, meek, gentle, uh, long-suffering, patient with people, let me tell you something, people. Let me encourage you. I'm telling you. When you're operating outside of the will of the fruits of the Spirit, then you still just like a child. You need to put away some childish things inside of you. Things or your characteristic traits or other people or both. And most times if your characteristic traits are out of order, you will all automatically migrate or generate people that are going to keep you out focus. Align your characters. Walk in your fruits of the Spirit. The Bible said that's the only way you will know them by their fruits. And the fruits of the Spirit come from God. And if people can't recognize the God in us, because we're walking around with these mean mugs, we're not exercising patience. We don't have no self-control. We don't have no filters over our mouths. I've never heard so many people declare their belief and trust and faith in God that use so much profanity in this modern day time. And I don't know if they think it sounds cute or they just got to impress somebody that they think they grown. Because that's all it is, a thought. You can think you grown. It's some real liberty children that real live for real for real. Look around at some of your kids and your grandkids. If you got kids that's three, four, five years old, they'll really think they grown. But we know the real deal, they not. So it's okay if you want to think you grown by your chronological age. But if you think like a child and you speak like a child, then it's time to grow up. And to grow up gonna, it's going to take a process, people. Help me. Those of you who know the effectual fervor prayers, pray for me. I'm going to hopefully complete this book in the next seven days. And it's to assist in the process because I need it. And God said you need it and you need to share it. But for as of now, right day, today, today. I'm asking you, when you lay down and pray tonight, ask God to give you the strength to rebuke past thoughts. Release them. Release them. Rebuke, release, and remove. Ask God to strengthen you to remove those thoughts and cast them in the sea. Of forgetfulness. Ask God. You can repeat them scriptures. They can be like affirmation. Ask God to give you the strength. To cast them in the sea of forgetfulness. Ask God to give you the strength. To forgive. Because you sure want God to forgive you. And keep your sins cast in the sea of forgetfulness. Let's start. Spending time with God in 2020. That we can be in tune with our visions. I 
speak prosperity over each and every person that's tuned into this podcast right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Truly, we thank and we praise you. We thank and we praise you. We thank and we praise you. And we thank and we praise you. We thank you for your omnipresence. We thank you for the words that have went forth, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, truly, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to live to see 2020. Lord, we thank you for all that you have predestined to do for our lives. We thank you in advance. Even though we have yet not to see them, we glorify you. We magnify you. We thank you. We praise you. And Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, we ask that we take this set-aside time, Father God, to repent wholeheartedly to you, to repent of our trespasses as well as those who have trespassed against us. Lord, we ask you to forgive us for our iniquities, our transgressions, and our trespasses, and our sins that we have committed before you. And we have sinned against you, and you only. Lord, we ask you to forgive us for our secret sins, our presumptuous sins, the sins from the thoughts of our minds when we didn't transform the thoughts by the renewing of our mind. We ask you to forgive us, Father God. For the times that we didn't guard our thoughts from all manner of evil, retaliation, backbiting, gossip, naysaying, presumptions, and wrong perceptions. Forgive us. Forgive us, Father God. And we truly, truly ask that you strengthen us. Strengthen us like never before, Father God. Heal us from that childhood pain. From the pains of our past. That continues to try to rob us. And stagnate us. From the prosperity. That we can receive in our presence. Oh, strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen us like never before. Lord, let us continue to keep our view and our vision of 2020 vision on you, Father God. Let us see clearly. And Lord, we pray that you do not allow our vision to be diminished. Oh, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask as you prepare each and every person that to encamp upon our lives, Father God, to help us, push us into the prosperity of the purpose and the plan for our lives, God. That we embrace them wholeheartedly and not with an egotistical mind and not with an egotistical way and not be picking and choosing who we want on our pathway. When you send them, but to embrace them. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for humbling us. Lord, we delight in being your people, called by your name. So, Lord, we, we ask you to continue to humble us, but not through hardship, lack, and limitations. But, Lord, humble us in the glory of the present prosperity. Let our vision not get obscured and not seek you after you bring us through the storm, but that we will humble ourselves and we will pray and seek your face. Seek your face. 
in that quality time with you and turn from our wicked ways and embrace in the faith and trust that we have for you that you will hear from heaven and you will heal our land. You will heal our land of finances, our land of lack and limitations, our land of ailments in our bodies, our land that's in our mind, the landfill that we keep stepping on that take us back to the past and the pain from it. But Lord, let our land and our mind be strengthened in a testimony to help somebody else overcome. Heal our land of dwelling places, of transportation, and all, most importantly, in our spirit, man. As you meet every provisional needs to heal our land, we give you the thank you. We give you the we praise you. We honor you and we glorify you. In the name of our Father God, In the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And we say, amen, amen, amen. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And until the next podcast upload, may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And once again, Happy New Year 2020. God's eyes are on you and covering you. And you stay focused on the view and the vision. Amen. Be blessed. Peace out.